You are listening to Packers Talk Radio Network. Packers Talk. Just another quiet day one of the NFL draft for the Green Bay Packers. Eh? And with that, I'd like to welcome you to another episode of Lemp's Talk and Pack. I am your host, Chris Lempesis, coming to you once again from my basement Packer room in my home in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, here with a special late-night episode recapping night one of the 2021 NFL Draft for our beloved Green Bay Packers. What should we talk about? Well, just a quiet day in Green Bay, you know, not much going on, certainly no national news or anything to speak of. What a fucking mess. I, yeah, let's just go, let's just get right into it. I'll just, I'll do the shameless self-promotion at some point, fuck it, let's just get right into it. Obviously... They did take a player tonight, Eric Stokes, cornerback, Virginia, or I keep saying, I almost said Virginia on the preview episode, cornerback Georgia. That, that's not the big news though, right? The big news, everybody's talking about the bombshell that was dropped Thursday afternoon, the report that I think was originally from Adam Schefter from ESPN, that Aaron Rodgers has told people within the Packers organization he does not want to return to Green Bay. Like, weird, it was just weird, at first it was just weird getting to that point, right? Like, oh, you know, it came out, like, in the morning, it was the, it was Paul Allen, the Vikings play-by-play guy for K-Fan in Minneapolis, saying that the 49ers had called and offered the third pick in the draft, and plus some other things, including Jimmy Garoppolo, I guess, for Rodgers. So then that was a thing, right? And then Rob Domovsky from ESPN.com shoots that down and is like, no, that's not true. Then Tom Pelissero from NFL.com is saying, oh, no, no, it's, no, they called. Packers aren't interested, but they called. That's, and that's all just preamble. Then we get the Schefter report about, oh, yeah, uh, Rodgers actually has told people he's not coming back. He doesn't want to play in Green Bay anymore. <laughs> it's like, fuck, what? I mean, my, my, of course, my first, you know, hearing the news, I, I'm like the rest of you, it was just like, What? I mean, I think we all knew that this day could be coming, but I don't think anybody thought it was going to come so fast. Certainly not the the day of the NFL draft of round one. Uh, I'll, and also, I'm just going to be up front. I don't have any script for tonight. I have nothing. No outline, anything. It's after midnight. This is this is as free-flowing free lamps as you're going to get. There's no script for the show. So if I'm rambling, well, that's, you know, I didn't write it. That, that's by design. <laughs> so I'm a little punchy. But uh, so I don't I don't have like any, like my thoughts aren't in any real order on this. I think I'm like everybody else just sort of processing it at this point. I think, you know, the first thing that comes to mind is, again, this, the fact that this news broke today at least for me, I mean, it sure feels like this was done to inflict maximum damage on the Packers. Yeah. Or to put maximum, even if you don't want to look at it that way, to put maximum pressure on the Packers to do something, you know? It it definitely felt like Rodgers was saying, you know, hey, I I want out, I'm not coming back. Like, it's draft day. You could go get something for me. Or whatever your package of picks you're getting for me, that package can start with picks tonight. That definitely felt like Rogers saying that, yeah. It was done, again, not maybe to inflict maximum damage, although that's how I see it. I see it as, you could also say, well, it was just a last-ditch desperation attempt for him to to get out. Um, and I think the fact that, that that he's saying this stuff today... I mean, that this all came out today is very calculated. It it definitely doesn't seem like he's on the fence, does it? This isn't like Brett Favre, maybe I'll come back, maybe I won't. This is very, you know, everything with Rodgers, the thing is, everything with Rodgers, I've always said this, is very thought out. He's very meticulous and calculated. Um, 
I don't even necessarily mean that as a negative. That's just how he is, you know? He doesn't, he's not like Favre. He doesn't shoot from the hip. So Roger saying this sure feels like he's done. Yeah, I'll say that's one of the first things I want to say. I don't think this is a, you can win me back. We can smooth this over. Like, in, you know, I don't think this is one of those deals. I think this is, I want out, fuck off, get rid of me, trade me, because I don't want to, I'm not playing for you anymore. Now, the Packers, Gutekunst just to- talked with the media a little while ago after the uh, Eric Stokes selection, saying that, you know, Rodgers is their guy. They're not going to trade Aaron Rodgers. They have no interest in trading Rodgers. He's not going anywhere. And John Lynch, the San Francisco general manager, basically said that after they made their pick, uh, selecting Trey Lance from NDSU, third overall, saying that they called and it was a very quick conversation, that Green Bay clearly isn't interested in trading. So that's the company line right now, you know. Um, So at least publicly, they sure seem to think that they're going to be able to keep him, that they're going to be able to win him back. I am not very bullish on that. I'll just be honest with you that I don't, I don't, I just, I don't think this is, I don't think Rogers is going to be swayed. I don't think they're going to be able to win him back. No, I think his mind is made. I don't, I think he is pissed about a lot of things. People talk about the Jordan love pick. And I think Rogers certainly was mad about that and continues to be mad about that. No question. I'm not going to say that wasn't it. But I think people are oversimplifying it. I've seen a lot of this on social media. Like, well, the love pick was what? Well, it's a lot of things. I think he's mad at a lot of things. And I think he's been mad at the organization for a while. Let's start. I think he's been mad since the Ted Thompson era. To be frank. Yeah. I don't think he. Let's start with. Let's start with McCarthy. Uh, I don't think he ever liked Mike McCarthy. I don't think he likes Mike McCarthy now. Um, I think he always thought Mike McCarthy was a big dopey doofus. Uh, I think the fact that McCarthy was there for so long, I think, pissed Rogers off. I think he was always mad, like, this is the best we can do. Yeah, definitely think that. Um, I think he was mad at Ted for a long time. About Ted, you know, hey, Ted was, uh, hey, I'm looking three years down the road, you know. I've said it before, and I'm not, I don't want to trash Ted because he's no longer with us, but let's be, let's be real. Ted was a, Ted was Cameron's dad, as I said on Twitter. He's Cameron's dad in Ferris Bueller's Day Off. He never took the fucking car out for a spin. He just wiped it down with a diaper and kept it in the garage and stared at it. Ted was always about keeping the cap right for three or two years down the road. Three years down the road. Never went, hey, Gutekunst at least has gone kind of all in. <laughs> Ted never went all in. You don't think that that pissed Rogers off? You don't think he ever, you don't think he's been for years? Like, why didn't you guys ever, you know, I think he was always mad at Ted about that. Yeah, I do. I think that always irked him. So then Goot comes in, and now it's transferred to the Gutekunst era. Goot comes in, and right away is aggressive in free agency, right? Goes out and signs Jimmy Graham. Now, that didn't work. But I think Rodgers very much appreciated the effort. And then, you know, they go, and then comes the free agent splurge of Billy Turner, Zadarius Smith, Preston Smith, Adrian Amos. And there were signs that Goot was going to be very, very aggressive. And I think Rodgers, again, I think he appreciated that. And then the bottom has fallen out on that approach the last couple of years, hasn't it? Imagine, I want you to imagine being Aaron Rodgers for a minute. You go to the NFC Championship game. Now, they got waxed by San Francisco, but nobody thought they'd get there. It was like, oh shit, Green Bay's back on the up. Imagine being Rodgers and being in that position. You're already late in your career. Now, do the Packers do anything in free agency? Well, they signed Rick Wagner and Christian Kirksey and Devin Funches. They had more money to spend. They didn't spend it. Now we get to the draft last. Now, hold on. Hold that thought. So there's free agency last year. We come to free agency this year. They bring back Aaron Jones. I'm sure he appreciated that. 
Now, what do they do? They do all these moves to create all this cap space, and what did they do with it? Resign Kevin fucking King. And, that, you know, they bring back Lewis. I know he loves Lewis, but, like, you know, it just... They had created... There's this narrative that the Packers didn't have any money to spend. They had created a little bit. And they spent it on Kevin King. So, two free agency periods with nothing. Really. Now, let's go backwards to the draft last year. Holy shit, can you imagine? Jordan Love? Taking Jordan Love in the first round? After we just got to the NFC Championship game? You're going to take Jordan Love? You do nothing in free agency? Then you draft my replacement? You take a running back? We already have two good running backs. Then you take a tight end? Like, what are we doing here? None of, like, he was begging for some sort of, like, can you show me that we were making moves on the field, off the field to win these games? To get this team over the hump? What can the organization honestly say to him when he says that? Imagine that. Just put yourself in Aaron Rodgers' shoot. Aaron, even if you think he's a dick. Which I certainly know some people do. And I understand their points. Put yourself in Aaron Rodgers' shoes for a minute. And say, hey. You're going like, hey. And, and there's been reports that he's he's had meetings with Mark Murphy. I think it was Murphy flew out to California to talk to him. Certainly Murphy, I know, and Kudakuns have talked to his agent. That's been reported tonight. You you do all, you know, they're saying, he and his reps are saying, what are you guys doing to make this team better on the field? What can the Packers say? Nothing. Because they've done nothing. They drafted for the future. And Rodgers is going like, well, I'm pretty good now. Especially after this last season, when he proved he is still, he's still got it in spades, baby. Nothing. Now, oh my God, I'm at 12 minutes. This might be a long one. Now, he's so he's pissed off about that. Now, put yourself. Now he's going, and this was the game changer for me for for Rogers, I believe, and for a lot of quarterbacks in the NFL. He's looking at what's happening down in Tampa. Brady comes in and says, "All right." Um, and Tampa says, "Tom, to Tom, come, Tom, come. What, what do you want to do?" And Brady's going, well, uh, fuck it, I want Gronk back. I'll call Gronk, I'll get him back. They're like, okay. He's like, they're like, done. He's like, I want you guys to draft up front on the off. I want you to invest on the offensive line with first round pick. Done. Okay. Um. Uh, I want you guys, this is a big one. I want you guys to sign Antonio Brown. Bruce Arians, as was pointed out to me on Twitter, I forgot about this. Bruce Arians said, we're not touching Antonio Brown. No way, no effing how. Brady goes, uh, actually you are going to. And they did. Leonard Fournette gets released by Jacksonville. Brady goes, hey, you guys should go, we should pick him up. They did. What was the culmination of Tampa Bay listening to Brady? They won a Super Bowl. Now, I don't think it's a great idea to have players as general managers. Players, I am old school. Players play, coaches coach, GMs GM. But let's take that, let's set that aside for a minute. How could you not be Aaron Rodgers and see that and go, I'm younger than Brady. I'm better than Brady. You know who said that? Tom Brady has said Aaron Rodgers is better than Tom Brady. He's going, I'm younger than Brady. I'm better. I'm playing at a higher fucking level. They did what he wanted and they won a Super Bowl. I can't get you guys to do anything. Then we go to the contract stuff. Hey, can you guys, um, can you guys redo my contract? Like, I'd like an extent. I'd like some, if you're not going to do anything off it, can I get at least some sort of monetary commitment or something and the Packers are like well how about we restructure you so we how about that and Rogers is going why so you can so it's maybe a little bit harder for you guys to trade me in a year from now if uh, my replacement looks good in camp and in the preseason but not impossible for you to trade me why should I agree to that and by all accounts he said absolutely no to a restructure he wants a new contract he wanted some commitment from the team, either monetarily, contract-wise, on the field, drafting, free agency, and he's got nothing. Nothing. Put yourself in his position. You don't think you'd be absolutely livid and be like, you know what? I'm fucking done here, man. Get me to somewhere where they care and they'll do what they, and they'll do what everything, anything necessary to help me win. 
on. Of course you'd be mad. Think of this as, don't think of this as Aaron Rodgers' mega superstar football player. Think of this as Aaron Rodgers' dude. <laughs> Just a person. Who wouldn't be mad about this? You know? So, I understand it. I get it. I get people are mad at him. And I'm not even saying that they're wrong for thinking. I'm just saying I understand where Rodgers is coming from. Of course. The Brady thing was a game changer. I think it's why you saw Matt Stafford want to get out of Detroit. I think it's why Russell Wilson was making rumblings about getting out of Seattle. Look at Wilson. They they put a, they put a dollar store offensive line in front of him every year and he gets his ass kicked. Wilson's like, I'm kind of tired of getting the shit kicked out of me. <laughs> Can you guys get me? You know what I'm saying? Like, the Brady thing was such a game changer for these quarterbacks. And, yeah. So there's that, you know? Like, if you're Rodgers, it's like, so you guys want me to come back, and I said this on the couple episodes ago on the Stuck Between Stations episode. You guys want me, imagine you're Rodgers, it's easy to see him saying, so you guys want me to come back to a team that is not going to be as, they're not going to, look, I've said this before. This isn't a championship team. Goop brought the, he brought, he got the band back together. Right. For one last charge up the hill, whatever term you want to use for, with a team that we already know isn't good enough. Cause they haven't been good enough the last two years and he's done nothing to improve it. So Rogers is going, okay. So you want me to come back and play on a team that will be good, but I think we all know, isn't going to be good enough. At this late stage of my career, when I'm playing maybe the best ball I've ever played or one of the best stretches of ball I've ever played. Also, I'm doing all of this so you can have a longer look at, again, my eventual replacement. Because you're not sure if you're ready to go to him. Well, gee, that sounds like a you problem, not an Aaron Rodgers problem. (laughs) You know? Like, how could he not be furious about this? I've said all along, I've said this on the show, I know I've said this on the show, I've said it on Twitter, this always felt like an impossible or near impossible high wire act that Goot was going to try to pull off. That he was going to try to keep Aaron Rodgers happy and keep Jordan Love happy and keep everything happy and then at the last second, slide a hand, out goes Rodgers, in comes Love. That always, didn't that always seem like an impossible? I said this was going to lead to hurt feelings. And we're, we're, we're sure shit there now, aren't we? The feelings are hurt. I think irreparably so. You know? Um. Yeah. And, and, and then, and maybe they trade him over the weekend. Tonight, they do nothing. Like, I, I was like, well, okay, if you're, You've got two choices here if you're the Packers. This is the way I saw it tonight and the way I still see it. Because let's be real. You can't bring Rodgers and Love into camp, I don't think. Even by all, even though by all accounts they seem to like each other. I don't think you can bring them both into camp. That just seems untenable. Jordan Love's presence is going to do nothing but infuriate Aaron Rodgers. That's not Jordan Love's fault at all. And don't anybody give him shit over that. That's not his fault. He didn't have to be put in this situation. He got picked. You know, but that's just the reality. His presence is going to do, is not going to do any good. So the way I, so operating off that premise, the way I saw it was, and still do, you either have to say, we're not going to be able to make Aaron happy. This is the water is, the well has been poisoned. Let's nip this in the bud now and trade him and just, and just go to Jordan. Or you had to say, we think we can win Aaron Rodgers back. We really believe this, and so we're going to trade Jordan Love. But Goot, again, at least as of now, still appears to be trying to have this both ways. He's still trying to have it both ways. He's fallen off the goddamn high wire, and he's still trying to walk on the wire. I don't understand it. I I just, I don't get what Gutekunst is doing here. (laughs) I don't. Um, you know... Yeah, I I think, I just think Rodgers is done. He is, what's the nice word I can use? Stubborn? He's vindictive. He certainly has, he's vengeful. We all know these things about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not, 
I don't think I'm breaking any news here. He is, as I've said in, in the past, at least in terms of on the field, and he's NFL Kobe. He's very, he's a, he's Jordan. He's one of those kind of guys. He's very vengeful and angry. <laughs> or he certainly can be. Um, That's why I always kind of never bought this whole, like, I'm grateful about everything and peace, love, yoga, or whatever the stuff he was saying last offseason and all. I'm like, I think the old Aaron Rodgers is still in there. Sure enough, he is. (laughs) He sure is, isn't he? And again, that's not even knocking him. I'm just, that's, we all know that's how he is. He was never going to forgive them about the love pick or their inactivity over his entire career in Green Bay. You know, I said this before. Had to, I, there's so much of this, did the Packers waste Aaron Rodgers? And I always laugh at that argument. No, they didn't waste it. They won a Super Bowl. When you win a Super Bowl, you do not, that you have, by law, you have not wasted that player. Have they fully maximized Aaron Rodgers? Oh, not even close. That's the argument. That's the question. Of course, the answer's clear. No, they didn't maximize him. Ever. They never maximized him. Maybe early on, with all the weapons he had, sure, those first, those, that one stretch. But the defense was bad. So even then, I wouldn't say they fully maximized what Aaron Rodgers brings to the table, brings to your team. No. No. <laughs> so, I don't know. It, it, he's a stubborn guy, and I, I don't really see him caving. What reason does he have to cave to the Packers? What do they have that he needs? Look at it that way. He's made more money than he could spend in 10 lifetimes. He's got his ring, got his Super Bowl MVP, got three regular season MVPs. First ballot Hall of Famer. He's playing now because he wants to. Because he wants to win. That's the only reason Aaron Rodgers is playing still. He wants to win championships. Look at it that way. He wants to win championships. And he's with an organization that sure doesn't seem like they're all in to win a championship, does it? No, it doesn't. Even the most ardent Pollyanna Packer fan can't say this organization is all in to win a Super Bowl. Because they aren't. There aren't. And they haven't been for years going back to Ted, as I explained earlier. At some point, you know, Rodgers was always going to snap and say enough of this shit. And he snapped. I'm surprised at the timing, but I'm not surprised at all that this has happened. No. No. There was always going to be hurt feelings. This was never going to end in this, like, wonderful manner that people, I think, fooled themselves into. It was always going to end nasty after they took love, of course. So, you know, the Packers... I see a lot of... And I say that because I see a lot of this, like, well... They should call his bluff. He plays for us or he plays for nobody. Then I think at that at this point, I would say there's a better chance he plays for nobody. He doesn't need the Packers. He can quit and go be the host of Jeopardy or host a fucking show on the History Channel or whatever else he wants to do. He doesn't need the Green Bay Packers. This isn't like Favre. You know, Favre, I think, genuinely, like, Favre waffled on stuff, but I think Favre genuinely at that point in his life needed the game. He needed it. He needed it. He needed to be a Packer. He need Like, I don't think Rodgers is wired that way. And I've thought for a long time, to be honest with you, that when Rodgers said he was done, like, like Rodgers was, you know, he wasn't going to be one of these guys that lingered. He was just going to say, I'm done. And I think if the Packers play hardball with him on this, I think he is done. I think he's just going to say, you know what? Forget it. I told you guys, you know, he said what Vegas, Denver, and San Francisco are the three places he wants to play. I think he's going to go like, I want to, if he can't get me to any of those spots, I'm out. It's just, it's hard. It's hard to see this getting smoothed over. I don't think that's going to happen. So I don't know what's going to happen here the rest of the weekend. Um, or in the immediate future. I could see him traded tomorrow morning and I could see the Packers playing hardball with him and him not showing up to camp and just saying I'm retiring. Anything in between. I can't give you an answer on that. Jesus, 24 minutes. Um. So yeah, it's again, it's it's a bummer moment, 
but I don't think it's a moment that anybody is surprised. If, even if you act, even if you, that, and once that initial shock wears off, I don't think anybody's really surprised. No. I think that's it. I think that's all I have to say about it. If anything come, else comes into my mind, I'll say it. Let's get to the draft. 25 minutes in. Uh, the Packers did kind of the unthinkable. They didn't move up or down. This is the first time, I think, in Gutekunst's time as GM, he hasn't moved up in the first round or traded in the first round. Stayed at 29 and selected cornerback Eric Stokes from Georgia. Got it right this time. Did not say Virginia on accident. Georgia. <sighs> okay, let's talk about Eric Stokes. Now, I mentioned him on the preview as a corner, and I said I like I liked his athletic traits. Think he, I said I think he'd be a good fit in Green Bay. So why then, Chris, are you underwhelmed? Well, a couple of reasons. One, obviously, let's get this out of the way. I'm disappointed they didn't take my guy, Rashad Bateman. Wide receiver, Skyuma, Minnesota, who went 27th to the Baltimore Ravens. Um, Because by all accounts, there was real buzz building in the last few days that they, that, that they were going to take Bateman. So once he, and I believe it, you know, once he got, once we got into like 24, 25, I was like, they're in range now where they can move up. And then when it got to 26 with Cleveland, I was like, here's the move. Like, I would have, I was, I was fully expecting, well, I wasn't fully expecting, but I definitely could see them. I was envisioning a scenario where he called and said, if you go by the draft charts saying like, hey, I'll give you a four and a five or a four and a six. And Cleveland's saying, yeah, all right, we'll drop back a few spots. Cause I always kind of had Baltimore as one of those. Baltimore 27 was always my big fear. I thought he's not going to get past 27. And then when Cleveland didn't make, they didn't trade with Cleveland, I was like, oh shit. And then he went 27 to Baltimore, which didn't surprise me. But hey, at least Gutekunst has all those fourth and fifth round picks, huh? You know, I think that I'm disappointed. Yeah. Because I think Bateman would have made a real difference on this team. And I think if you are trying to smooth things over with Rodgers and Gutekunst again, says in his presser tonight that they are, Says, you know, it may take some time, but we're working through some things and we feel good about it. Hey, adding a guy like Bateman might have helped. That might have helped things if you were trying to win Aaron Rodgers back. Yes. You know, this team doesn't need 10 draft picks. They don't need four picks in the fourth and fifth rounds. I hope they trade some of these picks tomorrow to move up. Because they don't need all they don't need all these picks. What are they gonna do with all these fourth and fifth round picks? Like a four of them. Like two sixes, too. Six picks in those rounds, you don't need all those. Um so I thought they definitely had the ammo to move up, and I thought they had the need, and uh, it sounded like they had the desire. I mean, Matt Miller, even NFL draft scout, was saying, the Ravens are about to snipe a player the Packers really want. Well, if they really wanted him, why didn't he go up and get him? So that frustrates me. I'm mad about that. Just on a personal level, because it you know it got close. But aside from that, let's talk about Eric Stokes. I'm underwhelmed not because I don't like Stokes, Let's talk, we'll talk about him in a minute. I'm underwhelmed because the talent on the board, <clears throat> the talent on the board at 29 was better than I thought it was going to be. Like in a vacuum, if you had just said, Eric Stokes will be the pick, I would have said, okay, cool. But then when you go, well, Eric Stokes was the pick when Tevin Jenkins and Creed Humphrey and Elijah Moore are all on the board, I go, oh, okay, well, now I'm not as thrilled with the pick. Again, I don't hate it. I'm just underwhelmed. Felt there were players that were better fits. And again, if you're trying, and I'm not, you know, I don't necessarily believe in, like, that they had to, and I'm not even saying, like, draft to make Rodgers happy. I'm saying those players were real needs. They don't have a right tackle. Who is the right tackle on this team to start week one? They don't have one. You know? Everybody talks about the corners of the NFC Championship game. You know what really sunk them? Fucking Equinemy St. Brown dropping a two-point conversion. You know? The other drops in that game that hurt. Receivers that couldn't get separation. That hurt. Yeah. So, those things would have helped... Again, it wasn't, you're not, I'm not saying take Jenkins or more, 
or Humphrey t- to make Rodgers happy. Oh, they also lost because they couldn't block anybody. So Jenkins and Humphrey would have helped that. I'm not saying take those players just to make Rodgers happy. I'm saying take those players because you need them. You don't have these guys right now on your roster. And a nice, you know, added ben- uh, an added bonus would have been that it would have probably helped make Rodgers happy, which sounds like Gutekunst is kind of trying to do. I don't think Rodgers is going to, I don't think his skirt's going to get blown up by a fucking corner who isn't going to play much in year one. Yeah. I don't think I'm going out on a limb and saying that. So, you know, do I like Eric Stokes? Yes. Let's talk about Eric Stokes. Here, there's, look, there's a lot to like, right? All the raw physical tools are there. 6'1", 190. The kid ran a 4'2", 40. I mean, he's lightning. He's lightning in a bottle, this kid. You know, he and Jair are blazers. Savage is, well, they've got a fast secondary now. So that, so you like that, right? Um, certainly did some things at the college level. Picked off four passes last year. I believe he ran two back for touchdowns. There's a lot to mold. Here's... And when I said, you know, and going back, when I said on the preview I liked Stokes, I kind of was thinking more day two. <laughs> I don't think I really liked him at 29, which is another reason why I'm underwhelmed. Um, oh, and also, I even mentioned Asante Samuel, who I like way more than Eric Stokes, was still on the board. Yeah. That's another one in that group. So Jenkins, Humphrey, um, Moore, Asante Samuel, all on the board still. So when you look at it from that, those guys were there, and then they took Stokes. Well, now the pick, it becomes, again, more underwhelming than if you just talk about taking Stokes in a vacuum. Uh, He's got all the physical tools. I'll say that. Uh, He's raw, and if you listen to the draft preview, which I hope you did, you know I said that I always worry about the upside guys. You know, there's a lot of like, well, I mean, when when you study Stokes and you read things, there's a lot of, well, you know, he's still learning the game. He's the upside is high, but he's still learning the game. You know, his technique—he's a guy who tends to maybe get by a little too much on on skill alone. Maybe his awareness of the game, his understanding of the game, isn't great. I go like, oh, so the upside guy is what they talk. You know, now they've got good secondary coaches. Jerry Gray, for example. So maybe they can... And I trust that he could maybe mold him in time. I'm just saying... I don't know. I worry. I always worry about the upside guys. I'd like to see a little bit more production. I would have liked to have seen a little bit more production from Stokes. Didn't really see it. You know? He's very thin. He's gonna... He, he's not strong. He's gonna have to get stronger. Um, Not great in run support. I think is an issue. He's grabby. He's very grabby. That's the one thing you hear over and over again about your, He's grabby. In a league where if you fucking breathe on receivers, they call pass interference. A grabby corner? That's not great. That's not great. You know who else was grabby once about a time? Ahmad Carroll was grabby. Raw physical tools, but was grabby. How'd that work out? I'm not saying he's going to be Ahmad Carroll. I'm just saying. I've seen this before. <laughs> you know? I would like to see a little bit more as far as playmaking. You know, nine games last year, he defends four passes, four pass breakups in nine games. That's not awesome. That That's not, those aren't great ball skills. A lot of his picks last year, when you see him, they look more like right place, right time. They're not like these incredibly athletic plays. It's more look like he's kind of got lucky. So I like, it's like, do you even like him? I do like him. I just think. I liked Samuel more, and I certainly liked the offensive players that were available much more. He's not going to help. He's not going to help the team this year, I don't think. Sure, Aaron Rodgers loves that. <laughs> um, I think he's a guy that's going to have to essentially redshirt the year. And uh, you know, they've got King, so he could sit and learn for a year, but he's not going to make any impact right away. I don't think. I think he's I think he's raw. I think he's more raw than people maybe are saying in that sense. I think he's probably more of a red shirty type guy this year, yeah. Um 
So we'll see. It's not, uh, I don't know. It's all upside, I guess. <sighs> all right. So 34 minutes in, I should take some questions now. I told people if they had any anything they wanted to share, any thoughts on the pick to send them. So I will read these now. These are in no particular order. I haven't opened the Twitter bag in a while, so this should be fun. Okay, first question comes from Jay Knox at jnoxy82. Not a question to comment, says simply, not ideal. <laughs> I don't know if you're talking about the Rodgers thing, sir, or the Stokes pick, but I would agree that neither one of them is really ideal. Tevin Jenkins is just a fucking Green Bay Packer, if I've ever seen one in my life. Didn't take him. Not a, Yeah, I agree. It hasn't been an ideal day as a Packer fan, that's for sure. Uh, T. Cove Cards at T. Cove Cards 11 says, I like the Stokes pick a lot. I don't believe any of the Rodgers stuff until I hear it from him or see a trade happen. Okay. Well, all right. I understand people liking the Stokes pick. I don't even necessarily think that that's a bad thing. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't hate it. Again, I'm just underwhelmed. I wanted to read something here quick. One thing I did like about Stokes, this is from Packers Wire. This is the instant analysis uh, from my guy, Zach Cruz. Fine writer. Says, the coverage numbers for Stokes are encouraging. In 2020, he gave up just 16 completions and one touchdown pass. While intercepting four passes and allowing a pass rating of one of 43.6 over 299 coverage snaps per pro football focus. Overall, he only gave up three touchdown passes and a completion completion percentage of 53.3 in three years of playing the cornerback position for Georgia. So, I wanted to point that out because, I mean, it, again, it sounds like I'm just shitting on him. <laughs> but there are things I like. Again, the raw tools are certainly there. These uh, coverage numbers are encouraging. I'm Again, I just i am a little disappointed by the, the ball... The, the, the playmaking numbers. Where are the passes defended, you know? Because I think, I always look at passes defended as, as as an important or more important of a stat than picks. It's like sacks and pressures. Sacks are cool, but I'm more interested, is a guy getting hurries? Is he getting pressures? Is he getting through? That means more to me than a guy getting sacks. <clears throat> you know? For sure. And that's the way I feel about coverage. So the, the, the pass breakup numbers are very underwhelming. But there are things he does well, and those numbers reflect that. Um, so I understand, like, in the Stokes pick, that's fine. Uh, I don't believe any of the Rodgers stuff until I hear from Well, I, I, have to, I have to tell you, sir, it's happening. I don't know why people don't believe it. It's happening. This stuff is all coming from his agent. You know? NFL Network is probably, I would imagine, getting this directly from his agent. Jay Glazer's reporting it. Jay Glazer. <laughs> Schefter. <laughs> the, folks, these guys aren't all wrong. Like, this stuff is happening. Rogers wants out. I, I know it's hard to, to, but it's happening. Doesn't mean he's necessarily gone. Because like I said, maybe it gets smoothed over. I don't think it will, but maybe. But as of now, yeah, he wants out, for sure. Uh, Uncle Rico, uh, Go Pack Go, at JJE, JJE Hosafat 777 says, I think Stokes was a good pick. This whole Rodgers fiasco ruined the draft for me. Glad they held their guns and didn't draft a wide receiver in the first round. Rodgers can play for the Packers or sit the next three years. Um, Okay, so you like the Stokes pick? It seems like there's definitely some positive reactions. Yeah, I think, I think you make a good point about the Rodgers thing. It definitely took a lot of the wind out of the sails. That's for sure. And then when they didn't take Bateman, for me personally... After getting so close. Him being so close to being there. And I really think they would have taken him. That definitely took a lot of them. Like, when they took Stokes, I was just like, whatever. Like, I was like, Jenkins, Humphrey, or more, please. And when he said Eric Stokes, I was like, what? I literally turned to my wife and I said, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I understand what you're saying there. It definitely took a lot of the wind out of the sails. Um, I disagree. I was hoping that they would take a wide receiver. Here's the thing. How does taking a corner help Jordan Love? The Packers, at least... And this is the other reason why I think they should have gone offense. And I talked about this in the draft preview. 
Maybe Rodgers is the guy next year, two years, three years from now. Maybe he's not. Maybe Jordan Love is the guy in week one. Now, when I talked about it on the show, I was talking about in the sense of 2022. But as it stands now, maybe Jordan Love is the guy in week one. And if he is, you're going to send him out there with an offensive line that has no right tackle as of right now? You're going to send him out there with Alan Lazard and MVS, folks? Rodgers makes those receivers work. Jordan Love's not going to, I don't think. And and I haven't even talked about Devontae. What does this mean for Devontae? I think there's a pretty good chance Devontae, if Rodgers is gone, I think Devontae might be right behind him out the door. I'm not sure Adams is 28, 29. He doesn't have that many years of elite, elite play left. Does he want to hitch his wagon to Jordan Love? I think there's a really good chance if Rodgers, if this Rodgers thing doesn't work out, that Adams is probably gone too. I think it's probably why he hasn't signed an extension yet. Which is something, again, I've been talking about on the show. Everybody acts like it's a done deal. And I was like, guys, this may, maybe it won't happen. There were some troubling signs. Now they're, of course, now the light's flashing red, but... um, Imagine if he doesn't have Devontae. <laughs> or has Devontae for a year. I mean, folks, one of the best things Ted did, and I you know, I criticized Ted earlier in the show, one of the best things he did was, again, Jennings in 06, Jones in 07, Jordy in 08, Finley in 08, loading up the weapons so Rodgers could step in and excel and grow, not just excel right away, but have a group that he could also grow with. You know? As driver... Faded out. Jennings stepped to the forefront. And Finley and, you know, and Jordy and they won a Super Bowl. Goot hasn't done that at all. So if this Rodgers thing goes shithouse, you're sending Jordan Love out there right now. And I get, I know I'm going to get people going, you know, there's more picks in the draft this weekend. I know there's more picks. But odds are he's not going to get a tackle anywhere down the line as good as Tevin Jenkins. He ain't going to get a wide receiver anywhere as good down the line as Elijah Moore or a center as good as Humphrey. Those were elite prospects who could really help. They may get good prospects down the line, but on paper, guys that aren't as good. So where is the infrastructure that that he's that they're putting into place for Jordan Love? Because uh, drafting a cornerback who ain't going to play until 2022 doesn't really help. I'll tell you that. So... Yeah, I, uh, you know, I disagree with him on the wide receiver thing. or And not just wide receiver, but any offensive player. You know, last year it felt like he was kind of beginning to get the infrastructure ready for Love by taking, you know, Dylan and DeGuara and the offensive lineman. It was like, I didn't like those picks in the in the context of Rodgers, but I liked them in the kind of, okay, well, maybe it's going to, you're prepping things for Love. And now he drafts a corner? Just again... I just can't shake this feeling that Gutekunst doesn't really know what he wants to do. And he's just kind of doing things. Um, Rodgers can play for the Packers or sit the next three years. I would bet that he will sit. I'll say that. But thank you for the questions. Uh, Matt at MMK underscore INC 74 says... Stokes' pick is hot. Rogers' drama will blow over. Um, I think the Stokes' pick has potential to be hot down the road. I don't think this Rogers' drama is going to blow over. No. No. I think, I was talking to a friend today saying, like, I felt like there was kind of a three-pronged approach to make Aaron Rodgers happy again. And that was, first of all, getting him some sort of offensive help in the first round, primarily a playmaker. That receiver, but if not, at least an offensive lineman. Uh, trading Jordan Love and maybe paying, giving Rodgers some more cash. Well, so far, none of those things have happened. So I'm, I'm not convinced this is going to blow over. I don't think it's going to. Uh, Brewker at a Summers underscore time. My old bestest friend, well, my bestest friend in the world, my old old bag of donuts podcast co-host. Says, it's better than last year when I got drunk and turned off the TV after the pick. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, I guess it is better. People aren't killing each other tonight like they were last year. I think people are just sad. So I guess it's better than that sense. Uh, Greg Kivett at Greg in Green Bay. 
writes, Despite having back-to-back Hall of Fame QBs, several Super Bowls, and most recently back-to-back NFC Championship game appearances, is it okay to be sick of the Packer way? Because I kind of am. Oh, Greg, that is a tasty, tasty question. That's a big old meatball hanging over the middle of the plate for me. Let's see if I can crush it. Um, Yeah, no, I understand it. I understand why you'd be sick of it, because I kind of am too. Again, talked about this earlier when I talked about um, they haven't wasted Rodgers, but they sure should have it maximized him. And the Packer way seems to always be about two and three years down the road. And the cap, the cap, the cap. And at a certain point, yeah, I understand it. I understand. I think that I think I see what you're saying. And and I hope I'm getting this right. Because I'm I'm sick of it too, to be honest. You know? There are plenty of Packer fans and bloggers and even media people who are seem totally okay with you know just being good. Just being good. I don't want to be just good. I want them to be great. They have one of the best quarterbacks of all time. They've had two of the best quarterbacks of all time back-to-back, and they've been to three Super Bowls. That feels light. I don't care what anybody says. That feels light. You want to call me entitled? I don't give a shit. You're not hurting my feelings. I am entitled. You know? I saw this great this great clip with Noel Gallagher from Oasis. I'm at that point now, and I'm talking about Oasis where it's at the height of their bratty 90s stardom and Noel Gallagher's talking about all the things he has in the house and the cars and the model girlfriend or whatever. And he's like, am I happy? No, I'm not. I want more. (laughs) And that's kind of how I am. I want more. I'm not satisfied. And again, go ahead and call me and tell It's just sports. It's not like I'm real life greedy. I'm sports greedy as hell though. Yeah. So, yeah, Noel Gallagher. There's a name I bet you didn't think would come up. But, yeah, this Packer way seems to always be focused about two and three years down the road, doesn't it? About, again, being good and not being great, which has always been kind of my concern with, was was with Ted, and it is with Mark Murphy, and it is with Gutekunst now. That they're kind of more concerned about the, the exterior things. You know? As long as we're good, competing for the playoffs, making the playoffs, winning division championships, going on a playoff run every so often, the stadium will be full, the cash registers will be a ringing at the pro shop and the restaurant and the Hall of Fame, and the fucking Days In can charge $350 a night, $700 two-night minimum. As long as we're good, we're fine. The organization has that, to me, is the Packer way. And I am sick of it, for sure. You know? This organization doesn't want to risk good to be great if it means they go they could go from good to bad, even for a stretch. It's very it's disappointing to me. It's very disappointing. I think the Packers we're title town. We're not second round of the fucking playoffs town. And I think Rogers probably feels a lot of these same things, to be honest. So Aaron, if you're listening. <laughs> um sorry about that whole succubus thing. Uh <laughs> all right. Final question comes from Justin Cornwell at Justin A. Cornwell, friend of the show, long time. I didn't I'd enjoy the Stokes pick more if there weren't all the Rogers drama hanging over everything. Definitely fills an important position of need. Question for you. Would not getting Bateman hurt more the way it happened, or if he was available and they passed him up? Oh, way well, way more if he was available and they passed him up. Oh, I would be yeah, I would have I would have put my head through the window for sure. <laughs> yeah. Even though I predicted way back in like December that he was going to be on the board and they'd pass him up for a right tackle. Which, and there was a right tackle tonight, the best right tackle in the draft, and they didn't even take him. Which, I'm almost as mad about the Jenkins thing as I am about the Bateman thing. It would hurt way more if they passed him up. Yeah. But this hurt now, I mean, it just hurts because I think they wanted him and I just think Good is cheap. He didn't want to give up those picks. Ooh, those fourth and fifth rounders. That makes me mad. Yeah. Um, and I agree with you. I think, yeah, I think the Rogers, like a uh, couple of questions ago, someone's or a couple of comments ago, someone said that the Rogers drama ruined every, I mean, it just, it was a big turd in the punch bowl tonight for sure. It definitely was. Um, and I think for me, again, I would enjoy, again, to say this again, I, I think there are things to like about Eric, Eric Stokes. 
I just think I would have enjoyed the pick. I don't like the pick as much now that I, you know, when I saw who was still on the board. If all those guys I liked were gone, and it was like Stokes and a bunch of other defensive players, I would have been like, well, okay, that's fine. But I think there were guys who were better were were better players that were available. Yeah. So yeah, fifty minutes. Boy, I'm, this isn't a long one. Um, I, I I don't really know what to say. The Packers have two picks tomorrow. I'll be back tomorrow night. I never even shamelessly promoted the show or myself. Twitter, Lemps MKE, All Bag of Donuts, Facebook, All Bag of Donuts at Gmail, Spotify, Packers Talk, Lombardi Head, <laughs> iTunes, leave a rating, me likey five stars the most. Uh, for anybody still listening, give yourself a pat on the back. Um, they have two picks tomorrow. I don't know what they'll do. You would think having addressed cornerback that that at least for the immediate takes that off the list. And you're looking at probably wide receiver. You're looking at right tackle. You're looking at D line. Um, I do think Goot will move up. I don't think he'll keep all those fours and fives. I think that some of those will be packaged to move up at some point, either day round two or round three. We'll see night one. I can't think, I, I don't think tomorrow could be weirder. I'll say that. Um, but I probably just jinxed it. Of course, I'll be back tomorrow night. Again, burning the midnight oil to talk about whatever picks they make tomorrow, trades. And that'll be fun. So, until next time, which will be tomorrow night, or actually probably just later tonight now. Was it Jack Buck? We'll see you tomorrow night. Or no, Joe Buck said we'll see you later tonight. That's it. So until next time, again, later tonight, I am Chris Lembesis. This has been Lem's Talk and Pack. Thank you so very much for listening, Packer Nation. I love you, I love you, I love you. Appreciate you listening to me ramble without a script. Stay safe out there in this crazy-ass world. Remember, always, forever, go, pack, go. Go.